I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi there. I'm Cindy Linden, and this is the Cook Along Podcast. I'm here to try a recipe, yet again, that I've never done before, and I thought you might want to do this with me. It's for peanut butter bread, okay? Now, this is such a no-brainer at the same time as being such a weird thing. It's a sweet bread, like banana bread. But it's made just of peanut butter, and the pictures online with the recipe, which, by the way, I found at 12 Tomatoes, show it with hazelnut spread, and it shows it with jam. Now, the jam is a no-brainer, and I suppose that the hazelnut spread is too, if you like that kind of thing. That's not my kind of thing, but I understand it spreads nicely on just about anything. It's just that I was completely intrigued. Apparently, this is a Depression-era recipe. And it's had renewed interest because during the pandemic, people were looking for things to do and things that were cheap and things that were easy, which, by the way, this looks to be very easy to make. The hardest and longest part is stirring up the peanut butter if you use natural peanut butter like I do. But it looks dense and moist, and I am just intrigued, and so I want to try this. And everybody can try this. It says it's going to take us 15 minutes to put it together. And it doesn't take a lot of ingredients, and most of the ingredients it does take, you probably have at home. So let me tell you what you need. You need two cups of flour, a tablespoon of baking powder, a quarter of a teaspoon of salt, a quarter of a cup of butter, a half a cup of sugar, a quarter of a cup of brown sugar, a cup of creamy peanut butter. I'm using Adam's All Natural, or whatever they call it. 100% natural. Well, same concept. And an egg, a teaspoon of vanilla, a teaspoon of cinnamon, and a cup of milk. I uh, don't have any milk in my house, dairy milk. I have alternative milks, which, by the way, if you want to learn about, I have a really good blog about what they cost and what the nutritional value is on my website, thecookalongpodcast.com. You can just look for the recipe that I think is probably called Got Milk? Question mark. I wrote it some time ago, but I update it periodically when I get new information. So I'm using oat milk today because I have it, I like it, and I don't have any dairy. So there you go. It's like I'm not choosing it. It's what I have in my refrigerator. 
Oh, you know, that's not true. I also have pea milk in there and I have soy milk in there and I have almond milk in there. I don't know when I became an alternative milk person, but I clearly have because I grew up with dairy my whole life. And it's just that when I think about it, the flavors, uh, I think the pea milk would be too thick, the almond milk too thin, the soy milk I'm just not crazy about, and I love the oat milk. So that's that's how I decided. And I'm going to hope that any kind of milk will work. By the way, speaking of websites, there's a lot of other good stuff on my website recipe-wise. There are other kinds of sweetbreads that you might like and lots of desserts, lots, oh, lots of desserts. I like desserts and some great main dishes to go before them just because you really, according to my mother, should have dinner before dessert. So anyway, the cookalongpodcast.com. Also, I have a Patreon page where you could help contribute to this podcast. I would love it if you could do that because it does, of course, have expenses associated with it and a little help with that would be much appreciated. Patreon.com and look for me. Just type in the Cook Along podcast and my page will show up. By the way, when I do a recipe and broadcast it, narrowcast it, stream it, I don't know what they call it. Whenever I put a new one out... I put the complete recipe on Patreon for my tier two supporters to be able to see the whole recipe and print it out if they want to do that. As far as equipment goes for this recipe, you're going to need a bread loaf pan. I have two sizes. I have a nine inch one and I have an eight and a half inch one, but I have two eight and a half inch ones. So I'm going to pretend that's the industry standard because this doesn't specify. I'm betting the industry standard is probably actually the nine inch. But whatever kind of loaf pan you've got, you need to line it with parchment paper. So that's your second piece of equipment. We're going to need a mixer and a medium-sized bowl. And then your do-aheads are simply to preheat your oven to 350 degrees and to line your loaf pan with the parchment paper. And I have one more, and it's going to take me a minute because I just opened a brand-new jar of Adam's peanut butter. And so I have to go finish stirring this up. So I'm going to go away from you for just a few minutes because, well, you know, it takes a while. But I'll be back. Gather your stuff and we'll continue this in a moment. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. 
Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okie dokie. I've just finished lining my loaf pan with parchment paper and it's all wrinkledy in there and and that makes me a little sad because I know that that's going to show when I turn the loaf out of here, but we'll call it art. <laughs> Maybe that fixes everything. All right, in your medium-sized bowl, measure your flour and we're going to assume, I think reasonably so, that we should aerate the flour first and scoop it into the cup with a spoon rather than just dipping your measuring cup. Just because for most baking things, that's true. And the more flour we add, the less moist this is going to be. So I am now, I've stirred up my flour in my canister. You can do this even if it's a bag. It's really important. And scooped it with a spoon into my measuring cup. And then dump that cup into your medium-sized bowl. And now I'm scooping my second cup. Stir up the flour again before you do that. Just put it in the cup. Level off with a handle and spoon and dump that into the bowl. And now we're going to add the baking powder and the salt. And it's a tablespoon of baking powder. That's a lot. That's kind of unusual. I'm intrigued even further. Usually things only ask for a teaspoon. I hope this is really right. That's baking powder, not baking soda. Be sure you know the difference. And then a quarter of a teaspoon of salt. And that kind of makes sense to me because there's salt in the peanut butter and there's salt in the butter we're going to use. And you know, I meant to say this earlier, I think we should have softened the butter. So actually, I'll walk you through how I do that. So put all your dry ingredients, that's those three things, into a, your bowl and just mix them up a little bit. Add your teaspoon of cinnamon and then just mix all those dry ingredients together and set it aside. Okay, now in a separate bowl, and this is the one that you're going to use on your mixer. So I guess I should say in your mixing bowl, we put the butter, which is half a stick, and mine is definitely hard. Now, hmm, all right, I have a whole stick here in my hand, and I'm going to put it in my microwave. You will see lots of cooks telling you not to do this. I do it all the time, and... If it goes bad, I just do it again. I just start over. I, it's not that big of a deal. If you go too far with it, you're going to melt the butter or, or make a really soft center that'll gush out. Like, uh, what is that candy? Gushers. <laughs> if you go too far, you're going to get a gusher of a butter. 
But I find that if I put it in my microwave, the whole half stick, it's still in its wrapper, okay? And then I'm going to take the power on my 1250-watt microwave oven. I'm going to take it down to power 2 out of 10. So it's really low. And then I'm going to run that for 20 seconds. Now, if you're doing this with me, just test it with your fingers. Squeeze it a little bit. It's not going to be very soft, but it should be softer than when you started. Turn it the other direction, so the opposite. For instance, I started with the opening of the paper down. I'm now putting the opening of the paper up. And I'm going back down to two on my microwave. At this point, you can do either 10 seconds or 15 seconds. I don't need it really, really soft. I think if I wanted to spread it, I'd go 15, but I'm just going to do 10 seconds. And then when I unwrap it, it will be soft without being melted or goopy. Yeah. I mean, it's not really soft. I probably could have done that extra five seconds and not had any detrimental effects. Now, I only want half of that stick, which is a quarter of a cup. And that is going in the mixing bowl. The other half is going on my butter dish for eating later. I don't know. Maybe we end up buttering this loaf. It could happen. I do put butter on my banana bread. I hope that doesn't sound odd to you. I also put butter on my pumpkin bread. I have the best pumpkin bread recipe. Oh, yeah. You can find that on my website, the Cook Along Podcast, or whatever podcast carrier you use. You'll find it in the list of things to try or listen to. All right. In addition to the butter, we're going to put in the peanut butter, which is a cup. I've got a long-handled spoon here. And, you know, I really, I want this bread to be moist. And you know how if you use natural peanut butter, you get down to the bottom and there's no oil left and it's stiff as all get out and hard to even get out of the jar because it's, you know, it's verging on hard. I didn't want that part of the peanut butter. So I may have understood this and it may be a little peanut oil heavy. I hope that won't be a bad thing. In fact, I'm hoping that's a good thing in terms of the moisture of this loaf because that is what makes for me a good sweet bread loaf is that it's super moist and dense. I like that. Most sweet bread things that I make, they're based on a nut bread recipe and they usually have stuff in them. My little brother uses beans in it. They all usually have beans in them, whether that's nuts or raisins or dried cranberries or whatever. This doesn't, I guess, because what would you put in besides crunchy peanuts? I, I don't know. We may have some ideas after we're done here. In fact, if you get some ideas after you taste this, I think the bread would be more interesting with some kind of inclusions. If you have some ideas or you try something, I would appreciate your telling me about what you do and how it worked by contacting me on my Facebook page. It's just the Cook Along podcast on Facebook and you'll find it and you can either leave me a private message or you can put something in the feed. I would very much like to know what other people do with this recipe because, as I said, I've never made it before and I'd like to hear what other people decide to do after they try it. Well, I read this recipe wrong now that I'm looking at it. Dang it. 
Now, we're supposed to beat together the butter and the sugar. We were supposed to do the butter and the sugars before we added the peanut butter. And it's now too late for that. And that happens. That happens. It happens to every cook, I tell myself on a regular basis. That's okay. What you just did happens to every cook. So uh, we're just going to move on from here. <laughs> we're just going to see what happens when you cream it all together. I'm now adding the brown sugar, which is a quarter of a cup. And brown sugar is almost always densely packed. And then I'm going to use the same measuring cup since I don't want to wash more than I have to. And use it twice for the half cup of regular sugar. See, now I'll never know how it was supposed to come out. Ah, dang now, but I just, I, yeah. The first time I make them, I do try to make them right. That's another thing you could tell me about. I will try to describe how this comes out, and if you make yours right, you can tell me how it's supposed to be. All right, now we're supposed to beat these together. It doesn't say to cream it. It just says to beat it. So maybe it won't be all that bad. It doesn't say how long to beat it. It doesn't say what it should look like. It doesn't say what kind of texture we're looking for. I am just going to beat it until I see what happens here. And I, I won't know anyway because I put the peanut butter in too early. Oh, well, they're just kind of mixing. I'm just actually going to quit, I think, when... I can't see individual pieces of yellow butter anymore. That's what I'm going to do. It's completely arbitrary. But it's as good as anything to figure out why I'm mixing this and how long. And we are about to reach that point. I'm going to turn it up one more time. All right, that's it. We're good. Now, we're adding the peanut butter, if you didn't already do it, like I did, and the egg and the vanilla. Now, if you're worried at all about getting shell in your batter, you can always crack this into a small bowl first. It's easier to fish the shell out of a small bowl than out of this batter. I'm going to have faith that I can do this, but I always check after I crack an egg in to be sure that I didn't get shell in there. I'm saving the eggshells. My partner is a gardener, and the eggshells go around the plants that are new and tender so the slugs won't eat them. We crunch the eggshells up into little tiny bits and then it's probably just that it gets too sharp for the slugs to comfortably cross. It's just my theory. The second thing that we're adding now is the vanilla. And as usual, I'm this is where I'm modifying the recipe just because I am using something I dearly love, which is the Penzi's Double Vanilla. I have no reason to think this will make this better. I also can imagine that more vanilla would make it better. That's what I base it on. Do I use the double vanilla today or just the regular vanilla or the imitation vanilla? I try to imagine what the final product is going to taste like and decide if I want the vanilla to sort of sing in there or if I really just want it to be an undercurrent that you can't really identify. I think Having it sing a few notes here might be a good thing. So I have put in a teaspoon of the Penzi's Double Vanilla. And now we're going to mix it again. And again, I don't know how long I'm mixing it, but I figure when everything looks like it's together and I can't see bits of egg anymore, we're going to call it good. There we go. 
Now we add the flour mixture that we made. And we're going to do that slowly. And it tells me, the recipe says that when you get done with this, the batter is going to be really dry and that we shouldn't worry about that. And I think it's because we're maybe about to add the milk that we talked about. So a little at a time, add the flour into your mixture in your mixer. Time to lock it down. It's definitely getting stiffer. Normally I just do the mixing with you waiting. You go do yours and I go do mine. But this time it seems like it's going to happen so fast it seems silly to go away. And I have now dumped in all my flour mixture and is really dry. It looks like crumbled brown sugar. Then I don't know that mixing it any further will be helpful. I can't tell if it's glomming together or not. Alright, well you know what? They told me. The recipe says don't worry. So I will stop worrying. And now we put in the milk. Getting out my oat milk and my glass measuring cup because that's for people to use so they won't spill. You know, there's always more room at the top of a glass measuring cup, whereas if you use a dry measure mixing cup, like a metal one, then you have to fill it to the very edge. And that's how you spill it in transporting it back and forth. But the glass cups are for people who spill things. All right, swig for me. Yes, I did just take that right out of the carton. I don't encourage you to do the same. However, I am the only person in my household who drinks this stuff. So I figure it's okay. And now that one cup of milk. I'm going to turn the mixer back on before I add it. I'm just going to kind of gradually pour in here. You know what? I'm not going to have any idea what this is supposed to taste like. Or what the texture is going to be like. I'm using the wrong kind of milk. I used way more vanilla than they really said. And I mixed in the peanut butter at the wrong time. If you can send me pictures of what you get. I'll show you pictures of whatever I get. How's that? I just, I'm really, I'll see what it tastes like, I guess. Well, even that, I'm not going to know at all what this depression era recipe is actually supposed to be like. I guess as long as I like it, that's fine. Once this is mixed up, which it looks like it's mixed up now, we just pour it into the prepared baking pan. It's really quite thin now. I see why they said not to worry. And thanks to the oil and the peanut butter, I suppose, the batter really isn't sticking to the paddle blade very much. Not like I'm used to for most things. So maybe it'll come out of the bowl here easily as well. And go into this messily lined parchment paper covered loaf pan. Of course, the trick is to be sure it all stays on the inside of the parchment paper. Oh, I got bad stiff stuff in the bottom of my bowl. Dang, I wonder what that is. Is it peanut butter? Is it flour? Oh, I think it's flour. I think it's peanut butter and flour. It's that dry stuff. Ah, shoot. Okay, well, I'm kind of mixing it in sort of with my spatula as I go, but there are going to be patches that are drier than others. All right, and once you've put it in there and your bowl has been cleaned out, you just need to kind of spread it smooth so that it fills the pan. Yeah, probably should have used the bigger one. This is quite full. It's got maybe half an inch before it gets to the top. 
Oh, well, you know, I like these littler pans. They make kind of a pretty little loaf, whereas sometimes the nine inch one uh, doesn't seem like it's that big of a difference between an eight and a half, but it does mean that your loaf is sort of more squat, lower and flatter. So shoulda, woulda, coulda, but I kind of hope this works out. And I am going to do one more thing. As long as I have gone this far in perverting this recipe, I'm going to do one more thing, which is I'm going to sprinkle the top with sparkle sugar. This is such fun stuff, and it's kind of hard to find. So I'm sprinkling it pretty heavily with this stuff, and I like it for two reasons. It sparkles, as the name would imply, but it also gives the top of whatever I put it on this kind of nice little crunch. I kind of like that. I am going to bake this in my toaster oven because, as you probably know from listening to me, I do that whenever I can because it saves energy. I have a fairly sizable toaster oven. I mean, it's not huge. I'm trimming off the parchment paper, if that's what you're hearing, because I don't want it to stick up into the heat element. I did that one time, and uh, one time was enough. I don't need to do that again. Going in my toaster oven at 350, and we're going to bake it for 50 to 60 minutes, or until a toothpick that we poke into the middle comes out clean with no crumbs or goop on it. So get your toothpicks handy. Normally I would go away and leave you at this point, but I don't feel inclined to do that. I want to come back and tell you what this comes out like when we're done. So let's plan to meet again when you take your loaf out. Come on back to me once your loaf's out of the oven and we'll compare notes. We'll see what we got. I'm back. The loaf is cooked. I have a confession to make. Despite what I told you about trimming the parchment paper back, I did not trim it back far enough. And yes, I did have fire in my toaster oven within about a second of putting the loaf in there. And no, I did not take any pictures of that for you. The edges of the parchment paper got charred and I waited for them to go out. And then I went ahead and cooked the loaf. There you go. Cooking confessions. My loaf, which again was narrower and taller than yours might have been, took quite a while to cook. I think it probably baked for more than an hour, probably 60 to 65 minutes before the toothpick actually came out clean. It's really quite brown on the top. And again, I think it's because it dramatically, it grew. It's quite a craggy looking loaf. And the top part got too close to the top of the toaster oven. So note to self here and to you too, if you're using your toaster oven, perhaps anything with parchment paper shouldn't be cooked in the toaster oven by default in case it starts a fire. And secondly, that it looks like it's burned on top. I don't know that it actually is, but I think the toaster oven is too close. So anything that is going to rise and get maybe too close to the heating element in a toaster oven, probably also best to do in a regular conventional oven. That being said, the loaf itself, well, right now I cut it while it was still way hot. I mean, like I turned it out and I cut it because that's my thing. I don't like to wait for stuff. I want to know, this is a brand new recipe. I want to know how it is. And I tasted it and cut it before it was anywhere near cool. And it crumbled badly. It's really crumbly right now. 
That doesn't mean it'll stay that way. It may be just fine by the time it actually cools down. And it tastes like you would expect it to taste. It tastes like peanut butter. A little bit sweetened peanut butter. I mean, it's fun. It's fine. I don't know that it's an important piece of cookery to keep making in your house, but it'll depend on how you feel about it after you taste it. I will have pictures of this, burned top and all, on the website. I hope you will visit that and give this a shot. And like I said, I did so many things not quite to the recipe specifications that if you have pictures of one that's better, I would love to have you send them to me on Facebook or tell me what happened with your loaf. Please tell your friends about the Cook Along podcast. Maybe suggest some of your favorite recipes there to share with them because your word of mouth is my best advertising. Go enjoy your peanut butter bread and until next time, happy cooking! It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're enjoying this podcast, you can make a contribution through the supporter link on every Cook Along podcast page or go to Kofi, ko-fi.com slash the Cook Along podcast. Thanks for your support and thanks for listening.